All right, folks, welcome back into another edition of the High School Huddle, your one-stop shop for everything and all things Section 5 Sports. I'm AJ Feldman. He is Carl Jones. We are back after a one-week hiatus. You know, we talked about this time of year, holidays. We kind of take some shows off. That week, not really one of those reasons. I got sick. COVID-19, still a thing, but we're back. We're back at the office. We're better than ever, and we're here to talk about some high school sports. Yeah, man. You how you feeling? I mean, I, I'm I when you good. said that when you said that, I'm like, I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't no COVID was still out here. So you, you you feeling good though? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh didn't feel like too much more than a cold, but uh Wednesday when I slept till about three o'clock in the afternoon, which is late even for me, I was like, huh, I don't know if something's uh something's fully right here. So uh we, we took one of those tests and Took a couple of days off. Appreciative to Mr. Carl Jones for holding down the fort in my couple of day absence, but we're back, baby. Let's get, let's get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back. It's it's funny how you said we took a couple of weeks off. Everyone at home, we got families too that I, we, we like to see. So like, it's I know that we love the kids, but also love my mommy and daddy. So, um, but regardless though, I can't wait to get this winter sports season started. I've been to a couple games, hockey, girls basketball, I think boys a little bit too. So. I'm indoors, so y'all ain't gonna hear me complain about the weather no more. Uh, but all in all, though, it was a fun fall season, and I'm sure winter will live up to the hype as well. Yeah, we are here for the winter. Um, you know, games are starting. A couple teams, you know, teams have picked up a couple games of action. We've had some early season tournaments. We've gotten to witness some of our standout performers so far. But we are going to start the show with a new little item in Section Five Sports, which is girls hockey. Girls Hockey now has a home here in Section 5 Sports. There's a combined team out in Webster being known as the Lakers. Webster Schrader, Webster Thomas coming together to form a girls hockey team. They only have one team in Section 5 right now, so they're playing teams from the Buffalo area. They opened their season against Ithaca. I think they might be playing uh, Syracuse teams. But either way, what, what a great thing for Section 5 Sports to have girls hockey as an official sport now. Yeah, man, shout out to... To the ladies for making that happen. I mean, ever since I've been in the upstate area, probably dating back to my college days, you can just feel like the passion for just hockey. Like I, I know in Ohio, hockey's a thing, but it's not nearly as passionate as it is here. So kudos for giving the girls some equality here. Uh, diving into that story, Arthur Brown spoke to to the girls, uh, I believe this past Tuesday, a couple of days ago on their media day and just going to uh, sit down with them. And the nugget for me that stuck out the most as uh, AJ, you know, and most of the listeners is home as well. Club sports seasons usually stop for um, for your school season, right? Like I know volleyball, it stops during your school, during the school season. Basketball is the same. Most sports are like that. Well, since there aren't enough really teams around in the area for like the girls to really stop, club sports are still going on and they're still it's still a thing. So they're on the ice up to 11 to 12 times a week. Mm-hmm. Like in addition to what they're doing, with their teams, uh, with, their, with the Webster Lakers. So, like, these girls are clearly doing it for the love of the game, and that just speaks a lot to, like, their character, commitment to it, and it just also speaks to just how much of a, I, I guess, I don't want to say passion, but how much, how much, how much people really wanted to play hockey here and it's a represent their school. for sure, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, like, I, I saw that, and I had to really pause on TV when I said that because I was like, bro, that's really nuts, the fact that y'all on the ice that much. I came to ice skate for, like, one day, so <laughs> let alone 12. They got it. Yeah, and, you know, girls hockey is, you know, it's growing all across the country, things of that nature. And like you said, it's a real commitment because 
honestly, like starting a girls hockey team with, you know, the commitment you have to make and, you know, still playing your club season, it doesn't really make a ton of like logical sense at this point, but it's such a great thing for it. To, like these girls are literally, you know, they are making a sacrifice to, you know, they're not practicing a ton with their, their Webster team. It's kind of once a week ish, you know, things of that nature, but you know, girls have been allowed and, you know, been more than welcome to play boys hockey in the past, you know, generally you see about one girls hockey player um, on each boys team, maybe just a slightly less, but there's certainly plenty of representation, but you know, it is a different game. Like I was, I was listening to some of the interviews, you know, some girls, they may love hockey, but you know, the physical nature of it, you know, there's checking in boys hockey, there's not checking in girls hockey. So if, you know, if you're a eighth grader, ninth grader looking to, you know, get your feet wet at the high school level, I don't know if you want 240 pound senior from Victor, you know, lining you up at the blue line. So it's certainly adjustment. And then the one thing, you know, they did end up losing their first game seven to two, but uh, this will just keep growing and building. I know, you know, as I mentioned many times before on the show, I used to work out in Minnesota where it's the state of hockey. Hockey's a thing, you know, girls hockey, everybody has a girls hockey team for the most part. And just talking to some of my predecessors there and people who've been there for a, a while, the growth in the girls game from when it kind of started out in like the nineties ish, early two thousands to where it got to when I was there, you know, 2018, 2019, such a great increase in skill level in terms of, you know, stick handling, shooting, you know, passing, just being a, you know, cohesive unit. So I just imagine that type of growth will continue here in New York and, you know, across the country, certainly as a whole. These girls are pioneers, man. That's really dope. That the fact that the fact that they're really on the front lines with it to a certain extent. So I mean, I, I hope that this works out well. I know it will work out well going forward. It's going to le leave an everlasting impact. And regardless of the scores this year, man, just the fact that they can say like, "Hey, we started something, and we're going to be a part of something that's going to last well after we're gone here." I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think they were still competitive, you know, seven to two, I believe if I was reading my tweets correctly, it was two to two early. So things, you know, might have just gotten a little out of hand. But, you know, we wish them the best. They will not have a state tournament, but they will be able to kind of play with all the teams they've been playing in a regional tournament. So we wish them the best going forward. Moving on to the hardwood, we kind of talked about this a little bit on our last program. And, you know, in the fall season, of course, there are some new sectional uh, brackets, new seedings, new classifications based on the new class AAA class. So we're just going to kind of go through these real quick to kind of get you primed for the boys and girls basketball season. I'm not going to, of course, go over every single team in each different class, but here's kind of our little breakdown here. So we start at the top in boys basketball class AAA. And we talked about this in the fall. It's really, you know, Rush Henrietta and Fairport, you know, duking it out in basically every single sectional championship game. You know, McQuaid, uh, boys soccer had a little bit to say about that. But in boys basketball, of course, obviously with, you know, city teams uh, having some really strong programs with some, you know, large attendance numbers. We've got seven teams in class AAA, Aquinas, Edison, Fairport, Franklin, McQuaid, Rush Henrietta, and UPrep all in that class AAA. And contrary to what we saw a lot in the fall where one game and done basically for a sectional championship you've got seven teams here with some proud history some some really talented players and and that's going to be a fun bracket that you certainly can't ignore like you did in maybe some of the fall sports yeah i mean forget even the early season res results i just know coming into this year basically all these teams i don't I haven't seen much of rh since i've been here but i know from time to time they've had a couple players 
all of those teams got some guys and they, they got, and, and you know, in basketball, a couple balls bounce your way. You can survive in advance to a certain extent in that sectional tournament. So yeah, all those teams can bring something to the table and make something, th- make some things interesting come February or March, whenever the sectional tournament is, it's so long gone. I don't even know the my <laughs> months at this point. It'll, it'll be a little bit wild, but it should be a really good one. You know, I think, a large, you know, Aquinas, they recently won a sectional title. McQuaid's won it in the past. You know, Franklin and Edison were both really good last year. Fairport, um, I believe they made the sectional championship game last year or the semifinals either way. So a lot of really strong programs. And then you look at class AA and A, you know, the intriguing thing is kind of the teams that stay down on that level in the class AA and those who kind of rise up from the previous class A. So in class AA, you've got a ton of heavy hitters. Menden, Athena, both off to undefeated starts on the season. Penfield, always strong. Hilton, Victor, the reigning class double-A champs from last year. Brighton's off to a really good start. They've, you know, got some really impressive performances. You know, Aronicoids, they went really far last year. They're rebuilding, but some really strong teams in class double-A. And then you look down at class A, you know, East is in that class A bracket. Always going to be difficult. Monroe off to a really good start. Um, And then some of the teams you've got moving up, uh, I think, well, you know, Palmac is going up, HFL, I think they were 8-2 last year, so they're still in that. Uh, Pittsburgh Sutherland, always a strong program. Bishop Kearney as well. So those class AA and A are some really interesting brackets that it's going to be weird to think of these teams as class AA and A, but it'll be fun when it comes sectional time. Yeah, like that first classification, like in in my head, it makes sense. Like, are those schools are like really big. And I'm not from the area, but I'm like, man, is East really that much smaller than like, I don't know, Brighton or something like that. But regardless, though, it's going to lead to some cool brackets. Some, um, and, they're, and they're still fairly competitive, I, I would say, like at least from like the final four will be to a certain extent come uh, sectional time. But I mean, you know how basketball work, man. I mean, a couple funny bounces, you know, kids get hurt, kids get hot, kids start rising, getting better down the stretch. These look like some really some brackets that I'm like, all right, let me see how this shake out. The big house might be another uh, musty TV uh, appointment coming once again, February or March. I don't know when it is. I believe it is February. Um, and then on the girls side, you know, class AAA, only six teams, Edison, Franklin, Fairport. We've got Arcadia Olympia, they're a combined team, Rush Henrietta, Athena Odyssey, they're also a combined team. So this might be a little bit more of the same we saw in the fall with our sports. You know, the the girls' city teams have had some talented players come over the year. A lot of these programs are down for the most part. Um, The Greece schools haven't been uber competitive in recent years. And I bring this up because I want to, you know, point out, I think the most interesting thing I was going to look for when these brackets came out, who went all the way up to class AAA? Because we just talked about the boys. McQuaid went all the way up. Aquinas went all the way up, uh, you know, U prep went all the way up. Bishop Carney girls, they stayed in class double A. Now, obviously I am well aware they do not have the attendance numbers to justify them being all the way up in the, the class triple A, but t- you talk about success more than willing to be in the largest class in, in section five sports, given that last year they lost in the uh, sectional semifinals. It was their first time not reaching the sectional championship game. Previous to that, they had a 12-year sectional championship game appearance streak. So, you know, a a private school that has, you know, a great coach, a great program, you know, girls want to come play for them because 
you know, they've seen what they've done for, you know, the Sonia Wilsons of the world, the, the Mariana Freemans of the world. People come to there to go play basketball and they've had a lot of success. And, you know, they are, they're still in the class AA uh, sectional classification. Yeah, here in Section 5, maybe that, that AAA bracket isn't all too competitive, like on paper right now. But I know around the state, I'm 100% certain that it that it is a, a very competitive bracket. So, like, you can say, well, oh, they're in a more competitive bracket in Rochester. Yeah, that might make sense. But once you leave Rochester, maybe some Buffalo schools have the, some heavy hitters in that AAA, maybe Syracuse. I know downstate does. So, uh you can look like, hey, like in Rochester, they're, they're with the tough, with the, with the big dogs. I'm like, all right, but like I know BK, they they're a program that has bigger goals than out the outside of Rochester and them AAA dogs. They they some heavy hitters for sure. Maybe not necessarily here in the in Section Five though. Yeah, I mean, you look on paper, Class AA is going to be probably a tougher bracket to to get out of in Section Five and Class AAA. So ironically, they might have appreciated being put up to Class AAA. But, you know, it's, you know, it's a discussion we've had on the show, private versus public. You know, you talk about football. McQuaid has won the past five sectional titles. Aquinas has, you know, won many times before that. There really isn't a lot of love for, for the public schools just because of what the private schools are, you know, able to do. I, I think I saw at one point, it, it was a couple of years ago, and this isn't like an official statement or anything. Um, yeah, it, but it was just whoever ran the Twitter account did that. But I saw in the Victor football uh, the bio they put like the the 2019 public school section five champions so you're never going to make anybody happy because if you know if you kick out the private schools now they've either got to go you know play schools from the buffalo area which is what they do they, they have it completely separate so it, it's never going to make anybody happy but just something i want to point out um as you know bishop carney is staying in class double a and our Lady of Mercy, which is kind of bumped down in a lot of different sports, um, you know, they haven't been quite as nearly as dominant as they've been in basketball, uh, uh, volleyball as they've been in the past, soccer. Our Lady of Mercy is down in Class A this year. Hmm. Should be a fun. Then, that double A look. That double A look tough though. I ain't gonna lie. That double A look look real tough. Yeah, let's get into that right now. You know, Webster Schrader is in there. Victor Pittsford Menden, really strong programs. Canadagua. You know, they're never going to give up more than about 20 points in a game, whoever they play. Hilton, you know, Penfield is always strong, Brighton. So you've got teams moving up from Class A, staying down in Class AA. That's going to be a really fun bracket. And then you look at the Class A um, situation. You've got Aquinas in there. I know they have some really talented players this year. Sutherland, always a good program. HFL can always bring it. Um, as we mentioned, Mercy, Palmac, you know, some really strong programs. East has done some some uh, frisky things in years past. So another situation where that class double A is you get to quarterfinals. That's probably going to be where we focus our attention on round ball roundup because one through eight, that's going to be some great matchups. Yeah. I'm not even going to sit up here and talk about a favor or nothing like that for one, <laughs> because it's December 14th, but also because this is a really talent. I'm not like gassing this up or exaggerating. This is a really, really ta talented competitive uh classification probably even more so than the boys double a to be honest so uh, i mean there's some great players even with the loss of mariah Watkins, trader still doing great things so this is a, a really really talented uh bunch and i can't wait to see how this shakes out because i'm sure some teams will start to separate themselves from the pack but regardless once again come uh spring uh in the winter whatever i'm still struggling with that i'm sorry y'all. <laughs> it's, it's still falling my mind i'm sorry 
whenever that time come that they raising bricks, it will be fun to watch. Exactly. And like we mentioned, we have been able to get out to a couple basketball games, kind of see some of the, the early talent so far this year. We're going to highlight, you know, our big, you know, talking point, our big highlight of what we've seen so far. I'm going to talk about the Aquinas boys basketball team, the Little Irish. They are out to a 5-0 and start on the season. Wins over Virtus, uh, Franklin, U-Prep here in Section 5, Park, and Nichols from the Buffalo area. They're off to a really good start. It's a really good program. They're bringing back quite a decent handful of their players from last year. Uh, one win. I saw them take on Virtus, you know, Class A squad, you know, really not a, a fair fight. But, one, you know, the thing that Aquinas showed me, was their defense, they're, they're relentless. They really, um, excuse me, they turned things on in the third quarter to pull away from that game. And one of their biggest wins, maybe their biggest win of the season so far, they took down Franklin 80-74. to That was a game that they were down eight with five minutes to play. They came all the way back, largely because of that relentless defense. Down the stretch in that little comeback run, they forced – Turnovers on five of six possessions, so just relentless defense um, to take them down on December 6th. Uh, Chris Laysath led the way for them in that effort with 18 points. Five of their players were in double figures, so the Aquinas boys basketball team off to a really good start this season, perhaps the early favorite in Class AAA. Yeah, you spoke on it a little bit. They were young last year and in some key spots. They were actually so young, and I don't know if they did this on purpose, accident, if he was on JV to begin the year. But Mackie Terry, he was like a little dude, and I could not find his name on the roster last year, right? And I'm like going like, yo, like, like he's in my highlight. I got to show it. Like, he did some, some really cool stuff at a game. So I went on, like, Max Preps, found it out, uh, I think, on an AAU roster or something. And then I watched the Virtus highlight, and he over there making nice plays. I'm like, makes sense. Little, little dude was, like, in the ninth, 10th grade last year. Small. Like, the jerseys barely even fit him last year. Um, he's gotten a little bigger this year. Obviously, puberty did its thing, but yeah, that team had some young guys last year. Uh, you're looking at the roster, they got some football players on there. So it makes sense that they're, um, like you said, a real physical squad in your face. So, um, will not be surprised if Aquinas is, is doing some really great things on the hardwood, uh, once again this year. Yeah. Our friends over at, uh, Pickett Splinters, Paul Gotham, he covered that game, talked to the head coach. Uh, who said that Terry's going to have a breakout year. So I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes on this early season. Yeah, and then for uh, for me, we're going to go to the ladies. Another team that was really young last year, AJ spoke to him a little bit about that youth, the Victor Blue Devils, uh, led by Ashley Zahn's uh, Section 5 legend. I saw them earlier this week uh, when they played Fairport. Fairport is not the Fairport that they were in the past. Um, obviously, they lost some, I believe, uh, Bella Pucci to graduation. I'm losing the other name. Ellen uh, Yeah, the Ellen Bella show. And then also Nevea Buntley went away to prep school. So they lost the key contributors to that team. Um, but Victor don't care. They're out there dominating. Um, they took down Mercy by 19, Brighton 24. Um, and also had a really impressive win over Penfield. So that goes to show you that they're on the right trajectory. They play Schrader tonight as we're recording this December 12th, uh, December 14th, excuse me. That's going to be a, a real nice litmus test for this, for this squad, right? Like, are we... Are we there yet? Like, are, like Schrader's going to be the top dogs, even without Mariah Watkins. They're still going to be the team that everyone's gunning for. Can this Victor Blue Devils team prove that they're on this level? And then also, um, as AJ knows and anyone else who really covers Victor sports, I feel like every girl plays lacrosse in any sport. And, like, I'm going through the roster trying to figure out the names. If I'm, I, Let me show you all, like, all these names. I'm like, yo, like, is this this lacrosse team that just say, you know what, let's just get in shape? Like Ali Pisano, uh, Devin Livingston, the other Livingston, Morgan Livingston, Hope Stone, 
um maya pronti uh ava pronti's little sister like it's just the lacrosse team saying you know what let's just get in shape and just dribble the basketball around until it's time to um really do what we uh what we came here to do so this victor team is fun to watch they're scrappy obviously because they're a bunch of lacrosse players led by rylan Fahrenbach. i would be remiss if i didn't mention her sophomore really darn good player uh, Blue Devils are fun to watch, and you kind of saw it last year when they were so young, and that youth is kind of um, – that potential is kind of coming to um, to reality this year a little bit. Yeah, when uh, I was at the Far West Regionals for football, we kind of got into a little discussion about, you know, the girls' basketball scene, the boys' basketball scene, and um, Gerard Iglesias, of course, over at uh, Primetime 585 was getting in on the action. You know, he knows – Everybody and everything. And, and the, the team that he was really looking forward to watching was this Victor girls basketball team with Rylan Fahrenbach, just a sophomore. You know, she's already doing great things. And she she was one of the names that I, I made sure to, you know, jot down, you know, figure out that make sure I keep my eyes out for her early on in this season. And she is uh, living up to that hype, I think, already. Yeah, she looked good when I saw her against Fairport, for sure. Yeah, so so uh, we're looking forward to see what they do against Schrader. We might get out to that game tonight, but we got a lot going on. Speaking of which, we will not have a show next week. Uh, our traditional show here on the high school huddle as things kind of slow down on the holiday season. However, we are going to do a kind of a special edition of the show where we are going to air our News 8's Primetime prime 585 Elite Awards show. We're going to be handing out awards to all the top players in Section 5, you know, uh, from all the different sports, small schools, large schools. We got some special awards for coaches of the years and, you know, some people who are doing some great work out in the community. So it should be a really fun time. We're all working very hard to get that together for you. So that is going to be our show for you next week. And then we'll have a show uh, just after the Christmas uh, break where we kind of, recap what's going on what we missed and you know things take a little bit of an interesting schedule time this time of year but we're looking forward to bringing you that high school show i know it's uh coming together really nicely here yeah i can't wait man i know if i was in high school and had something like this i'll be geeked up the fact that you know <laughs> yeah, obviously not the same magnitude but like you know on a smaller level like you know the sbs like oh my god like all the best athletes like they're coming together in the same room like this is for real like a, on a smaller level like all the best athletes from different sports here in rochester will be in a little room and get to look nice and accept a little award, be on TV and all that good type of jazz. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it's all for the kids. They had a phenomenal year in that fall sports season, some fantastic athletes, um, and they they deserve it all. So shout out to them for putting together that hard work on the fields. Court, no courts in the fall. Oh, it is court. We got tennis. Yep, courts. We got too, vo with the, with volleyball. Volleyball. So you know what? All them playing Gymnastics. If they played it in the uh, in the fall, we got it. And, and you mentioned that. It will be kind of interesting to to see that play out because, you know, a lot of these athletes, you know, they're great. They've been awarded by, you know, their own sport, you know, their state. They've won sectional titles, but it's not often you have an event that brings them all together. So I think it should be fun to to see all the the talent in the crowd. Uh, you know, we're, we're bringing them in. We, we do have a little studio, uh, you know, audience space in our studio. So it'll be fun to get some of the best uh, best and brightest here to accept some uh, some awards for uh, for this season. Yeah, I can't wait for it for sure. So that'll do it for us today on the High School Huddle. Once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. You can find us on rochesterfirst.com, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. 
I got the uh, the Spotify stats from this past year. We got a handful of people making us our number, your number one show, you know, your top five show, things of that nature. So we appreciate any of the attention and the appreciation because we know we love bringing this show to you guys. For Carl Jones, I'm AJ Feldman. Thank you for listening and watching, and we will see you next time.